back to another episode of Coaching Falcons. This episode will deal with my transition from the middle school to the high school. So let's get started. In the spring of 1985, I became Meridian Middle School sixth grade football coach. I really didn't have much experience in coaching with the exception of coaching that I had at Elizabethtown High School the previous fall as a volunteer coach at T.K. Stone Junior High. The first thing I was concerned about at the middle school was just being able to organize and create practice plans for a large number of athletes. I was able to accomplish this by meeting with senior football players. I didn't remember exactly who they were, but I do remember at least one of them And that was a guy by the name of Steve Padgett who volunteered to help me coach sixth grade football. The next year, uh, a senior by the name of Roger Webb helped me uh, with the sixth graders. As I mentioned in the last episode, the equipment that I had was pretty bad, pretty outdated. However, I was able to take pieces mixed pieces, match pieces, and eventually was able to equip all the kids. Our practice field wasn't very good. It was located on the east side of the middle school, which is where the the sixth grade academy is located today. We practiced from 3.30 to about 4.45. Daily practice routines was... I'd have 15 minutes of offense, 15 minutes of defense, individual periods, and then I would do a little uh, special teams. We played two teams that year. We played Keystone Middle School, and we played uh, Franklin Township School. It was a middle school there. So the first year, we split with Keystone, and we were one and one. The next year, we were 2-1, and one, beating both Keystone, and then I think we lost to Decatur, I mean, not Decatur, uh, Franklin Central uh, that second year. Like most football teams, my biggest task was to find a quarterback, someone that would be in command and would show leadership. The quarterback that stood out was wasn't actually a quarterback. He was a lineman, but he showed enough moxie that I put him at quarterback, and he had literally one task, hand the ball off left, hand the ball off right, and every now and then throw a pass. That was it. That was it. Simple. Hand the ball off left, hand the ball off right, and then throw a pass every now and then. And then usually that pass was uh, some form of quick pass. Uh, there was no f- nothing fancy. Get the ball out there and let somebody run underneath it. The first quarterback I had was a guy by the name of, 
uh, Dan Snyder. Uh, I knew in high school he would never be a quarterback. He would probably be an alignment However, he did show that leadership that I needed. The second year, uh, the quarterback was a typical quarterback, and that was Travis Reidner. And he actually moved up to the seventh grade and became a quarterback. His uh, sixth grade year, Travis was just a little scrawny kid that probably couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards at the most. So I didn't use him at quarterback. The next year, he progressed into a quarterback and eventually ended up being the uh, varsity quarterback three or four years down the, down the road. Overall, there were athletic kids on the team. Most of them continued to play football throughout high school. Now, uh, my transition from middle school coach to high school coach happened in 1986. Uh, that spring, uh, it was posted that there was going to be a freshman um, football assistant coach available at Prairie Meridian High School. Uh, I applied for it, was interviewed by the head coach, which was Steve Parika, and Parika was honest enough to tell me that I was not going to get the position because he had promised the position to Bob Bohannon, who happened to be the eighth grade coach. And as soon as a high school football position uh, opened, uh, Bob would get that job. So Bob was the uh, assistant freshman coach uh, for one year, and he left to be an assistant principal, I'm pretty sure, down at Center Grove. Well, in 1987, Coach Perica left Perry Township to... Uh, start his own business. I think he was doing insurance at the time. So that left another um, assistant football position open, the one that uh, Bob Bohannon had uh, vacated. Um, at the time, Brett Andrews was the, uh, one of the assistant coaches, and he was able to move up to the varsity. So I interviewed for the new uh, freshman assistant coaching position with the new head coach who happened to be Dave Enright. So he offered me the job and uh, at last I was uh, coaching at Paramaridian High School. Um, the head freshman coach at the time in 1987 was Steve Wade. The former Perry varsity coach Kelly Clore and myself who I was a rookie we made up the staff. It's kind of weird that that first group of sixth grade football players I had, they actually came over to Perry Meridian with me and was the first freshman uh, class that we had. Now, I would like to segue to um, a former student athlete and coach at Perry Meridian High School. Um, this young man, he's an old man now, um, played for me in the sixth grade. He uh, transitioned over to the high school, and he also uh, was part of that first freshman class that I helped coach uh, at Prairie Marine High School. I'd like to introduce you to uh, Mike Feigl 
and just kind of ask him a few questions that would uh, maybe fill in some gaps or see how uh, Perry Meridian football was when he went through uh, Perry. And also, um, he also became a coach and uh, just give his his uh, thoughts on uh, Perry Meridian uh, football. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great, Coach Jay. How are you? I'm doing the best I can to be an old man. <laughs> yeah, well, I just wanted to you know have a conversation with you and uh, see uh, what it was like playing uh, football from middle school to the high school and then um, coaching uh, at, at Perry. Sure, be my pleasure. So being a player at Perry Meridian and Ironically, I was my first foray into football was sixth grade football with you as my coach. Um, probably one of the most memorable times of my football career. Um, definitely got me hooked without a doubt. Um, and like I said it before, you were, in my opinion, the best coach and my favorite coach of all time. Um, well, I appreciate that. Not easy, but <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great time, especially for just playing, what was it, like you said, four games, and I think we played Keystone Middle twice, spring yep. football. Good memories. Um, and then made my way through middle school into my freshman year at Perry Marine High School, 1987. Um, freshman football was outstanding. Very good group of guys. Um, competitive, hard-nosed, close-knit. Um, I, I just remember, you know, everybody worked hard, everybody pushed each other, um, from top to bottom. And it, it was outstanding to have the coaching staff we did. Um, I believe it was you, coach Wade and coach Clore. Right. 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 Um, you guys so, were undefeated, right? Yes. Yeah, um, that was the first ever undefeated team at Prairie Meridian. Yeah. My class didn't lose a game until our junior year. We were undefeated freshman year and then as a combined JV sophomore year. Okay. Okay. What was, uh, what was, um, who were some of your teammates and, um, what roles did they play? You remember any of those guys? Um, yeah, I remember the guys. I, I'll try to remember the best I can as position they played. I remember, I think up front at that time, Dan Snyder, um, Matt Teeter. I know Duffy had played. I can't remember if he played his freshman year. Robbie Woolwine, Jeff Mills, mm -hmm. Travis Reidner, Tony Biesjot. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian Hommel. Yep. Tommy um, Ott, Ott yes, was also Tom, with you guys, right? Tom, yes, Tom Ott was my class as well. Um, and the list goes on and, and on. And uh, Randy, Randy Todd, yes. Brian Chekhov, was that, yep. was that with you guys? Yes, yes, it was. Okay. Jay Noble, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike Coy. Yep. Fletcher Triplett. Oh, yeah, Fletcher. Good old Fletcher. Herb, Herb, Herb Dove. Yeah, Herb played his freshman year. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> yeah, you guys a, had a very athletic group. Yes. We we were gifted without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So good group of guys. Yeah, good and you guys were 
undefeated. I think you guys, we had an A team freshman team and we had a B freshman team. And out of those two teams, I think you guys were 14 and one. I think we had a tied, I think we tied manual the last game of the season. I think I'm not, I may be mistaken, but asked, but I think there was a, a tie to the very last game. It may have been with Manuel, I think. It may have been like their JV team, if I oh, recall yeah. as well. Yeah, could be. So yeah, we had a we had a great team. We uh, you know between myself, uh, Coach Wade, and Coach Clore. I think Coach Wade had the lineman offense yes. and defense. I had the defensive backs and wide receivers. Kelly Clore had the running backs, I think, and linebackers. And I think Kelly called the offense. Coach Wade called the defense. And I was just like most <laughs> new coaches. I was just helping out the best I could because, <laughs> you know, running the sixth grade program was different than being at the high school level. Yes. So it was uh, it was a very interesting year. You guys had a good, 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 good team. Um, you worked hard, and, and and we did practice in a place that had hardly any grass, and we practiced behind the bleachers on the north side of the football field, and it was an area that was only about maybe 30 yards long and maybe 40 yards wide, and we had we had to utilize that space uh, for for our practices, but yes. we were able to uh, get through it. Coach Wade was the head freshman coach, and he did a heck of a job. Um, you know, he was—he's uh, a character, and he—he—he uh, he, he got us fired up. You know, not only you, but the coaches fired up as well. I—I <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh yeah, Coach Wade is a classic motivator. There's not many like him, if any, anymore <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a—that was a good time, and. Um, uh, as as coaches, we had some of the best athletes uh, on that on that team, and we could we could sling the rock, we could run the ball with Herb Dub being the tailback, and we had two uh, two little bulldogs at receivers with uh, Randy Todd and, and Brian Chekhov. They'd get the ball wherever it was thrown, didn't matter where it was or who was in front of it. They would go get the ball. So and then. Uh, I, we were talking uh, earlier, and we had mentioned Orlando Ross. Orlando uh, was on uh, Southport's freshman team. And the very first uh, the time that we played Southport that year, I mean, it was the first half was it was bad. It was like 26 to 6, and we were down. And it reminded me of the it's like 1973 or 74 when Notre Dame played um, USC and they were kicking a crap out. You, I mean, Notre Dame was kicking a crap out of USC. And then the opening kickoff of the second half was run back for a touchdown by Anthony Davis. And the exact same thing happened with us and Southport at that time. We were down, you know, by 20 points. We went in at halftime. And, and this was one of the rare times that Coach Wade never said one swear word. He just said, I, I think he's, he said, I think you guys are better than they are, and we need to go out there and play hard. And that was it. And we went out there, and the final score, if I remember correctly, was 50 to 26. 
So that lets you know that, you know, they didn't score another point, and we ended up scoring 44 points the second half. Yes, I do remember that. It was, it yeah. was definitely a tale of two halves. <laughs> no kidding. And there was one other thing that I'd like to bring up. We, we talked about this earlier, too. And that was uh, one of the funny – there was hundreds of funny stories with the three of us coaching. But one that, that that's pretty infamous that a lot of people don't know about was a uh, thing that happened with you and Coach Clore. Uh, can you can you enlighten the audience on the, the incident with you and Coach Clore? And I'll oh. add a little something to it. <laughs> Definitely. that, And that's something, like I said earlier, comes up, it seems like, at least once a year. Um, Coach Glasser brings it up all the time. He chuckles pretty hard, um, and I just kind of shake my head. So the gist of the story, if I remember, Coach Clore was teaching us something. I can't remember if it was blocking or just being physical, and he, he was pretty fired up, and he was popping kids, popping kids, fitting up, and then he turned and tried to take a step and make contact with me, and just out of a normal reaction, I sidestepped. And if I remember, I he went <laughs> yeah. face first into the ground. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was kind of like he was, uh, he was trying to, he was trying to uh, uh, hit you from the blind side. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was standing there right behind him as, as you were walking. You guys were walking side by side, and he was going to, you know, uh, hit you from the blind side Sorry. there, and you caught him. He he whiffed and ended face up in the dirt. And he said, you know what? I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, he was like he was like a dead squirrel had just been smushed on the highway. He was laying that flat all, on all fours. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was the kind of fun that we had. We had a great relationship with you guys. You guys did whatever you wanted. Uh, you worked hard. You played hard. The results was that you guys were uh, had the first undefeated team at Perry Meridian High School. Yes. Um, that is one of the things I always talk about and remember, just how we kind of, as a class, started out of the gates pretty fast. Um, yeah. We, got, we, we definitely liked the taste of winning. We didn't like losing. So I think kind of going back to what I said, that competitive nature. We all wanted to compete. We all wanted to win. And I think that, you know, on top of great coaching, it was just like the perfect storm right. to get it, get the ball rolling. And ironically, I have that. And I've posted a couple of times on Facebook. I have, I'm fortunate enough to have the uh, game ball we gave Coach Wade for that undefeated season sitting in my uh, man cave. <laughs> cool. Cool. Now, now, how did you get, how did you eventually evolve into coaching at Barron Brady High School? Um, I was in the weight room working out with Duffy Doherty, who was coaching at the middle school, I do believe. Um, and I had helped the varsity. I believe I was actually taking defensive stats for you on Friday nights, not as an official coach, just kind of taking stats and, you know, hanging around the program and Potter told me I should get into coaching. Um, so I got in over at the middle school. I think it was for three or four years. And then I got pulled up to the high school to be the head freshman coach for one year. 
And then after that, I became a varsity coach and had been a varsity coach up until this current season um, for my entire career. I think all told, I coached 21 years between middle school and high school in the Perry right, Marine system. Great. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, I tell you, it, it's, it's always good to have people that uh, has worked their way through the system and has um, dedicated themselves to uh, helping young uh, student athletes out and uh, you know being positive you were always positive I know that you would do anything that I'd ask on on Friday nights I think you filmed some you took stats at halftime for me as far as uh, defensive stats as far as uh, formations and who was in the game and substitutions and down and distance and all that really adds to your coaching vocabulary so in the in the long run, you know, overall, it's, it's always going to help you as a coach for sure. And oh, I appreciate you doing that. Oh, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, definitely. And I I've told coaches, younger coaches throughout the years, how much that being a middle school coach and having Friday night duties and, you know, going to scout games before teams traded film, even on VHS when you and yep. another coach would go and you'd split half the field. I've got the, you know, top half, bottom half. You write down formations, numbers, plays. That definitely helped me become a better coach and learn the game, I think, in a way that you just can't learn, you know, watching film, per se. Yeah. I, I think that getting out and scouting is the best way to learn football. And with the new technologies today, people don't really get out and scout. I mean, you can see people on film, and but you can't judge how fast they are. You can't judge how big they are. You can't judge how aggressive they are. You can't judge any of that by watching it on tapes. You know, no, you have to you have to get out there and see what it's like. Yeah, it's it's very hard. Watching film is deceiving being there in person is always a hundred percent accurate. So I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, coach, I appreciate it. Uh, this was just a small segment. Uh, I'm in the process of interviewing some other folks. I appreciate you, uh, coming on and, uh, being able to help out with this, uh, little, uh, thing that I'm doing called coaching Falcons. And, uh, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. It's an honor, and I'm I'm ecstatic that you're doing this. It's that first episode was such a walk down memory lane for me, and brought back so many things that I've just kind of forgotten over the years. I I eagerly await every episode so I can kind of go back and you know relive probably the best times of my life over and over again with my favorite coach. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that, man. It's been a lot of fun and. You know, I I've been doing podcasts for a couple of years now, and and decided that um, you know there's a lot of uh, history at Prairie Meridian and a lot of traditions at Prairie Meridian that they don't know about, and so this is to also do that, you know, because a lot of the uh, players are going through there now, they don't know the history of Prairie Meridian. You know, exactly. They don't know who are the coach. They don't know the coaches. They don't know some of the athletes that went through there, and you know what it was like a few years ago because it's it's a lot different now. 
Yeah. So the whole game has changed, but some things are fundamental. You know, blocking and tackling is fundamental. That's 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 it. Yeah, we'll never you know? change. So never change. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate it. And then I'm going to, uh, you know, hopefully I, I'm, I am going to uh, add you to one of our uh, podcasts and then uh, we'll just move on from there. Sounds good. Thank you very much. There you have it, folks. The end of this podcast, this episode. I look for future episodes as I start putting more together and having some other interviews with uh, past coaches and athletes uh, in the near future. Look for us on um, Google Podcasts. Look for us on Apple Podcasts. And look forward to getting more episodes out to you. We have come together to fight for victory. Best friends with one another. 225 one Bullets Cover So come on, Mighty Falcons. Let's, let's join in on the fun. One. Our team is finally ready strong, to fight for number one. Cover one. Our team includes one, many three, things to help us win this fight. Guts one, Courage, cover pride, one. and poise. Zero, to show one, us three, what is Tomahawk, right. Cover three. And if we don't do what is right, one, seven, we'll find out what is right. Our team will never give up. Our team will never give up. Our team will never give up. We've been fighting for too long.